Welcome to the I Don't Think So podcast with your host, Melanie Mitchell Epp, a successful author, speaker, mentor, and coach. Melanie is an expert in helping people leave behind the why me mentality to take control of their life. Not only is her story of victory inspiring, but she knows how to empower others to find victory in their own lives. Now, here is your host, author of I Don't Think So, and the creator of the I Don't Think So Bootcamp, Melanie Mitchell Epp. Welcome to Episode 8 of the I Don't Think So Podcast. My name is Melanie Mitchell Epp, and I'm your host, and today's episode is titled Creating a Masterpiece. It's based on chapter 22 of my book, I Don't Think So. And in that chapter, I talk about salvation and the definition of salvation as nothing broken, nothing missing. And I can tell you that when I was in survival mode in my life, which is a lot of the season that I've talked about in the first seven episodes of the podcast, the thought of there being nothing missing and nothing broken was just too far out there the best I could do would be to imagine it. It just seemed like I had lost so much and so much was broken that there was no thought of anything coming together for me in the near future. But I didn't stay in that survival mode. I moved out of survival into just struggle, which was a big improvement. I moved out of struggle into stable, where there would actually be periods where there wasn't too much going wrong. Out of stable, I actually began to prosper in life. My relationships began to build again. My home began to build again. My career began to build again. My finances began to build again. I just outwardly became more and more whole. Less things broken, less things missing. It's important that we actually do imagine a life beyond where we're at. When we're in survival, to just think there's no hope for our future keeps us so stuck. It keeps us so uncreative. And I've been there. I know how difficult it is to think creatively. I know how difficult it is to think optimistically, but it's necessary because when we lose hope, we lose vision for our future. And when we lose vision for our future, nothing is progressing or developing ahead of us. The thought of no vision for our future reminds me of creation and how it's described in the Bible in Genesis 1 verses 1 to 2. It says, in the beginning, God prepared, formed, fashioned, and created the heavens and the earth. Sounds kind of dynamic, doesn't it? Like there was motion, there was movement. He was making things happen. But then it describes the setting in which he was doing that. And this is what I want you to catch. The earth was without form and an empty waste and darkness was upon the face of the very great deep. He was creating in a mess. It was a disaster. And that really was how my life felt in that season of time when I had left my marriage and I was going through a custody battle. There was no form. There was no life. There was no picture. It was just great darkness. And it was into that darkness into that hopelessness that God came and met me. And when I invited Jesus into my heart, I experienced salvation. But I gave my life to Christ, really just knowing that he would save me, that it was an eternal decision, that my sins would be washed away, that I would experience his forgiveness, 
that my conscience could be clear once again. I had no understanding of a future coming out of that decision. And a few weeks after I gave my life to Christ, I went to a shopping mall. And as I approached the front doors and opened them, all of a sudden my world seemed to turn from black and white to color. It, it just happened in an instant. And I can remember taking in a breath, like it felt like a fresh breath of air came into my lungs. And what had happened was hope had sprung up into my hopelessness. As I had given my life to Christ and began to read God's word, that word began to work in me and hope sprung up in my heart as a result of it. Proverbs 13 verse 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. And so my heart had been sick because there was no hope in my world. It was just dark. There was futility every time I tried to make it better. My heart was sick, but it says when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. And I didn't know it, but that's what I was experiencing that day at the shopping mall. Hope had sprung up. I didn't have any vision yet. I'm going through a custody battle. I'm expecting bad news and getting bad news all the time. Every time the phone rings, it felt like more bad news. The stress was always there. I was in survival mode. I would sleep 12 hours at night and still be exhausted when I actually did get out of bed. I found this scripture verse. It's Jeremiah 29, 11. And God says, I know the plans I have for you, plans for good and not for evil, plans to give you a hope and a future. And it just brought life to my heart in this dark, dark time. And I had no idea what kind of plans God might have, what kind of future there might be for me. But that word gave me light in the darkness that brought strength for me to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And what I was doing, even though I didn't know it, was I was framing my future with God's word. It was like, I can't see what it looks like ahead, but I'm putting this frame around it. It's plans for good and not for evil. It's plans for a hope and a future. What is ahead is positive. It's not negative. That was as much as I could put into the picture at that point. But in that account in Genesis, it says that, where the earth was without form and an empty waste and darkness was upon the face of the very great deep. It says the spirit of God was moving, hovering, brooding over the face of the waters. And then God spoke and it says, God said, let there be light and there was light. And so God hovered and he brooded. He was planning. He was dreaming. He was imagining in the face of this hopelessness, in the face of this darkness, in the face of nothing working on his behalf. And as he spoke, he formed the future. What he spoke came into existence. Creation happened in his heart first. And as he spoke it out, it came into the physical realm. How does that relate to my life? It means that when I was in utter hopelessness, he was hovering and brooding over me. He was planning, he was dreaming, he was imagining, he was forming my future. His word was bringing light to me to form my future. In Psalm 103 verse 14, it uses that word frame and it says, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. 
And the definition of that word is so fascinating to me because it brings creation and the creation of us as humans together. That word means form, framing, purpose, framework, imagination, a thing framed. Genesis 2.7 says the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils and formed means to form, fashion, frame, predetermine, preordain, or through the squeezing into shape. In other words, we were framed, we were purposed, we were pressed, we were formed, we were squeezed into shape and imagined. So we are God's masterpiece. And how do we then receive the fullness of all that God has for us? How do we move out of survival mode towards nothing missing, nothing broken? How do we frame our world? How do we reveal a masterpiece of salvation? Well, we frame it with his word the same way he did. We think it, we imagine it, we ponder it, we squeeze it into shape in our minds with his word as the frame or the outline. Jeremiah 29, 11 wasn't a catchy phrase. It wasn't just a lifeline. It was actually an outline. Isaiah 26, verse 3 says, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. It was another scripture that just resonated with my heart and I began to continually imagine it. It would help bring my heart into peace. But again, I was outlining my future. I was establishing peace in my future. Peace is a completeness that's the result of our imagination being fixed on God's word. In the same way, we can fix our thoughts on what's the worst thing that could happen and we get the anxiety that comes out of that. Either way, we're framing our future. And I want to encourage you to frame your future in the positive. Nothing missing, nothing broken, creating a masterpiece. Rebuilding my life out of the ashes was a process of framing my life over and over and over again with God's word. Romans 8.39 framed my word with the truth that I could never be separated from God's love. It says, I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the power of God's word. His word is full of words to live by, and I'm not in survival mode anymore, but framing my future with his word was something I established in that stage, and I continued as I moved into just struggle, and I continued as I moved into stable, but I do it now, even as I'm living my ordinary life. I am living by his word. I am outlining my future by his word. And all the time I'm discovering more and more things that he's said about me that I can add to the picture, add to the masterpiece. This is the last episode of my podcast and I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I'm passionate about helping people find and experience the same freedom I have in my life and to be able to create the life they want full of passion, purpose, and fulfillment. In addition to the boot camp that I have and my book, I Don't Think So, I've also created a program that continues your journey of growth beyond survival and struggle, and it's called Your Wholehearted Life. If you haven't checked out my website, I encourage you to. You can find out about my mentoring program there and about one-on-one -on -one coaching, as well as the resources I've talked about throughout the podcast. Please don't wait for change. 
If my podcast has spoken to you, start your change journey today. Remember, I'm not hijacked anymore because I don't think so. Thank you for listening and spending time with us today on the I Don't Think So podcast. If you receive value from this show, I encourage you to listen to all eight episodes and then share them with your friends. And if you're ready for change, I encourage you to take action now. Visit Melanie's website at melaniemitchellapp.com to order her book or to sign up and get instant access to the I Don't Think So Bootcamp so you can begin to change your story today.